It's my privilege and my pleasure to introduce our guest speaker today, this morning, Dr. Kent Anderson. Kent is president and dean of Northwest Baptist Seminary. He's also an alumni of the college and the seminary. Both, uh, you probably know his parents, Rod and Myrna Anderson. They are members, longtime members of this church. And uh, Kent is a teacher. He's a preacher. He's married to Karen, has three children. Kent loves the church. He loves the fellowship. He is a godly man. He also loves hockey. Very a fan of the Canucks. True and true. Please welcome Kent Anderson. Thanks, Ron, and it's a great thing for me to be back with you uh, again. I think it's been about a year and a half since I had the privilege of standing in front of you here, and uh, I remember last time uh, uh, Ron wasn't part of our team back then, but uh, good to have him on board as our Director of Development at Northwest Baptist Seminary now. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But I've actually come, I'm, I'm going to offer you the Word of God in a few moments, but I've actually brought some friends with me, and we've got some things to show you on the screen. What we want to do is challenge you around the work of ministry leadership development, which is our passion at Northwest Baptist Seminary in service to you as one of our churches. So have a look at this. I'm going to invite some of the members of my team to come up and join me. Some of you remember the old days, uh, years ago, when we used to bring choirs when we came into our churches. Well, we're not going to sing for you, and that's probably to your good. <laughs> but we are going to uh, share a little bit about what we do. This group is just a few of us representing the thousands of alumni, the hundreds of current students, and, uh, and the dozens of faculty and staff that serve together this mission of ministry leadership development uh, for the kingdom, for the glory of God, and for the good of our churches. And I recognize several alumni out in the room here today, and so welcome to you if you've worked with us in the past, and we're grateful for your ongoing involvement and support in our work. Um, now, you saw this fellow here up on the platform a few minutes ago, Mark Carroll. Uh, Mark and I go way back, in fact, uh, back at Richmond Baptist with Harvey and Vera Birian and uh, some others here. Uh, when uh, I was a youth pastor back in the day, and Mark was just a, a little kid in the children's choir that uh, we, we led, and now he's grown up to the young man you see. And, and <laughs> he's actually, I'm really pleased by this because it's an example of what I'm going to be talking about later about how we identify people that God is calling and, and see them come forward and, and uh, respond to God's call and the opportunity in their lives. Mark, you're a student of ours currently, but you're also on staff working with other students, and so you have a really good handle on the student uh, experience coming to us at Northwest. Can you tell us a little bit about what students are saying these days and why they w are still responding to this call? Yeah. Yeah. I think of a student I talked to just last week who said that I can be effective in ministry um, with just passive experience, but in order to be really effective, 
I need intentional training. And, and that's what Northwest is about. Um, when I talk to students, what they appreciate most is that you know, the pathway towards leadership development and the pathway towards seeing your own gifts be used most effectively for the kingdom of God. I know I'm, I'm speaking to the experience of many of you here. Not everyone follows the same pathway. And what we do at Northwest is we allow multiple pathways for people to be able to expand and explore their, their, their calling to leadership development, their calling to kingdom effectiveness in different ways, from, from being immersed in, in a local church context to being in a classroom to uh, crazy students like me writing a thesis as a, as a project. Uh, still not sure why I chose that. No, I, I know why I chose it. It's just crazy sometimes. But we offer a lot of different pathways for people to explore their ability to become the most effective that they possibly can for the kingdom of God. And that, that is something that resonates because the gospel is a powerful thing that people want to proclaim. And Mark has some specific gifts in the area of worship, so we're really pleased that you were able to work with the local uh, worship teams yesterday and spend some time with the worship leaders, encouraging them and bringing some insight. Thanks for that. And uh, this student here of Northwest I'm particularly interested in because she happens to be my wife. <laughs> but uh, I'm very proud of Karen and the work that, that she has done. Incidentally, Karen is going to be the, uh, the speaker at your women's retreat this coming June. And uh, I won't say that I wish that I could be there. <laughs> But, but I am really proud of, of uh, how God has led Karen in, uh, as she's responded to the call of God in her own life in an interesting way, kind of midway through life in a lot of ways. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how God has led you and what that's meant and whether you would recommend school for people uh, you know, in mid-career. I um, shifted my career midlife, as Kent mentioned. I was working for years um, in a job that worked for the family, and as my kids grew, my job didn't, of that style didn't need to be quite there. And so I kept thinking about what would I do, and something, and I kept wanting to to serve God more. And and how would I do that? And I sat down one day and looked at um, the Northwest Bulletin calendar and, and saw chaplaincy, and I thought, hey, that's something I could do. And so I pursued it a little further and figured out that as a mature student with only a partial bachelor's degree, I could enter into that field, into that study and started off my way and, and continued to study and, and got hired as an intern chaplain for a time. And then they hired me full time. And as I work now with a, a group of amazing seniors, they come to me with questions, hard questions how does God forgive what I did in the war? Why did my daughter have to die before me? What, where was God in that? Painful things. And how am I to respond? How am I supposed to answer those questions just on my own? And, and it's impossible without the study of God's word. And, North, and Northwest is a great place to get the answers. And Northwest is a great place to sit down with the professors and, and ask those questions and work through those things and to come to some kind of conclusions on those, on those hard questions so that I can come with a godly answer to them. And not only do I get to walk along beside them and have fun with them, I get to encourage them spiritually, and I can only do that with great training. Mark, uh, this is Mark Naylor, and uh, you may know Mark uh, because he's probably been around here before. He lives here on the island, uh -huh. but uh, probably most of the people here recognize you. <coughs> excuse me, 
recognize you as a representative of Fellowship International. But now you're here on the platform with the seminary. What's that all about? So why am I here now? Have I, have I switched uh, loyalties? No, I have not. <laughs> this is actually an integration of Fellowship International and Northwest Baptist Seminary. Uh, my wife and I were in Pakistan for 14 years. I still am a fellowship missionary. I still go to Pakistan. I'm going next month in November. And you can see the results of our, of our work on, on the table there with the translation of the Old Testament, if you want to see that in the foyer afterwards. And uh, I would like to say on behalf of Fellowship International, thank you to this church for your faithful support of our fellowship uh, missionaries over the years and uh, your prayers for us. But what, uh, what has happened since that time is that part of what I do, I do the uh, Pakistan uh, translation work, but I also am working more in, in a broader area with uh, the training and development of our Fellowship International personnel that uh, the idea came about to say, how can we integrate the good things that are in Northwest Baptist Seminary, the good things in Fellowship International, and enhance each other? And, and the idea is, is that we need ongoing professional development for our personnel on the field so that they can function well in the areas they are in. So, for example, right now there's two courses going on. That I am that I'm leading one in the area of contextualized communication of the cross, where they are in their different contexts, different cultural areas. How do they communicate the cross so that it resonates where they are? And the other is in interpersonal relationships. How do you deal with very difficult relationships in a way that honors God and brings healing and goes forward? And then the one that I was just working on yesterday, a new course in, in the area of culture, because we always need to understand our own biases and prejudices in order to be able to relate well to others. So that's the idea, is to bring those two things together, uh, fellowship missions with the Northwest training, in order to, have, um, to enhance both areas in, in what we are trying to do. Yeah, it's been exciting to, to see people all over the world gathering together in online classrooms under your leadership. It's tremendous. Now, this, this fellow you've, uh, you know really well and you love, Ron Singh's been part of Parksville Baptist for many, many years, and now he's part of the Northwest team. And that all started about a year and a half ago uh, right here in this very place, didn't it? Yes, it did. Um... I was, uh, it was a, an interesting time in my life. I was, uh, I just retired from a very successful and long career uh, in the financial service industry and I was looking for something to do in ministry. I didn't know exactly what. And when Kent spoke um, April of 2011 and came to this church, um, something really resonated with me. Uh, God spoke to me and said, you need to call him, you need to pursue this. Uh, something he said in the sermon really uh, stirred my heart uh, to uh, an, another uh, way to make a difference uh, for God's kingdom, to expand his kingdom. So uh, that conversation led to multiple uh, conversations and meetings, and, and here I am. Yeah. One of the things I really love is, is how uh, God is using Ron to work with many people across the province to think about how they can maximize uh, God's, how God is leading them to work broadly in this area of ministry leadership development, supporting students and uh, discerning their own sense of call before God as well. So it's, it's great to have you out there talking to people and and doing this. And all these folks um, describe what we see over and over in hundreds of people who respond to the call of God, who step out courageously, 
and, uh, and offer themselves to, in terms of preparing themselves to be better suited for service, but also actually offering themselves in service as God leads them. We have a, a new program that we want to just show you something on the screen that's extremely exciting to us. Uh, it's just real short, but have a look at this. We have that postcard and several others of these on the table at the back. You can get more information, check our website. You can talk to any of us who are here on the team about that particular program or many of the other things that we offer. But I do want to take a moment to share uh, the Word of God with you because that's what we care about and uh, that's what really matters in the end. Uh, this is Second Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy 3 says, Mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash. It's quite a list, isn't it? Conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. They'll have a form of godliness, but they'll deny its power. Have nothing to do with them. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over weak-willed men and women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning, always learning, but never able to acknowledge the truth. Just as Jonas and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these men opposed the truth. Men of depraved minds, who as far as the faith is concerned are rejected, but they won't get very far because as is the, in the case of these men, their folly will be clear to everyone. You, however, you know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions and sufferings. What kinds of things happened to me when I was in Antioch, Iconium and Lystra? The persecutions I endured. You know these things, and yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. We know that. Evil men will go... Uh, Will be, evil men and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you've learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man and woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season, out of season, correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instruction. The time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine, Instead, to suit their own desires, they'll gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I'm already being poured out like a drink offering and the time has come for my I have fought the good fight. 
I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. A couple of weeks ago, my son came into my office. He comes in a lot. He came to visit, and uh, he noticed something that I had tacked to my wall. It's a, a picture, a, a front cover of a program that was offered at the memorial service of somebody who was very, very important to me. And he noticed the picture and the name on the picture, and he said, Dad, who is Donald Hills? I said, oh, Donald Hills. Don Hills. Prof Hills, as I used to know him. I said, Kirk, that's the man. That's my mentor. <laughs> that is my Paul. I was his Timothy. Donald Hills was one of the first members of the first graduating class of Northwest Baptist Seminary. He came on to faculty some years later after a long career in pastoral ministry. He raised up a whole generation as God gave him strength. He raised up a whole generation of pastoral leaders for our movement of churches. In fact, I think there was a, about a 25-year period, if you went down the list of all of our pastors and denominational leaders and missionaries even, this man had touched them in a significant way with the message of the gospel, with the theological truth, and with things like this very text. He taught me this text. And every time I read it, I think of him. And I think of him often because I read this every semester to my students. Because if there's one thing that I'm committed to as president of the seminary today, it's that we stay committed to this truth. The knowledge that the kingdom prospers through people prepared to preach the word. The kingdom prospers as people like you and I, prepare ourselves and are ourselves prepared for the preaching of the word. Terrible times. We read the list. It's a hard time to live. It was hard then. It's hard now. Terrible times, terrible people. But Paul says, you can trust me. You can trust me. You can trust me because of my personal character, my, the, the essence of who I am. He says, you can trust me because I bring you the scriptures, the equipment through which we are empowered. It's an amazing thing to be able to say how Paul rested his authority on his own self, his own experiences in Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, the persecutions he experienced, the hard things he dealt with. Paul says, you know me. You know where I've been. You know what I've done. You know you can trust me. But not just on the basis of my own essence, he said, which would be insufficient, but upon the equipment offered in the word of God. Because this truth, he says, this scripture is breathed out by God, inspired by God. It declares his very being. And in so doing, it is useful for us in terms of teaching, rebuking, correcting, training, so that the person of God may be thoroughly equipped, completely furnished, properly developed for the purposes that God has in mind. You can trust me 
in this, Paul says. In fact, he says, I want to entrust you with this same charge. You've trusted me. Now I want to pass this on to you so that you can be trusted. Paul says, I've, been given, my, I've given my life. I've been poured out like a drink offering. The time has come for my departure. And Paul's near the end of his life here. He's about to receive the crown of righteousness which the Lord promises to all who love and serve him. And he's looking for someone else now. Someone else who will take up the charge, who will preach the word. Someone else who will offer great patience and careful instruction, who will correct people when they're mistaken, who will rebuke people when they're malevolent, who will encourage people when they have found meaning and need to be encouraged in it. People who understand their accountability before the judgment of God, the appearance of our Lord, this charge that we preach the word carefully and patiently, knowing that there are a great many people out there and even in our churches who are only looking for somebody to tell them whatever it is their itching ears want to hear. Whatever's current, whatever seems appealing, whatever serves our self-interest. But he says, as for you, I'm looking for people who can be trusted with the equipment, with the word of God. And we've made it our business as a school for well over 70 years to be active in the preparation of people who are themselves prepared for this sense of calling. You've met some of those people here this morning. I, I, I have with me this, this uh, crest that we used to give to students. Uh, maybe we should do this again. I don't know. It's the old historic crest of Northwest Baptist Theological College. And uh, some of you maybe have one of these somewhere in your home. <laughs> they used to wear them on their jackets sometimes back in the day. Of course, we don't very often wear jackets anymore. I guess I do sometimes. But <laughs> Across the top here, it says 2 Timothy 3.17, which is the verse we just read. And across here is the Greek word exertismenos, which is the word that's translated thoroughly furnished, well prepared, fully equipped. And that's our sense of calling. And we're thrilled that people still respond to that kind of call today. You met some of them this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to, that, that Ron is with us and the step that he took in mid-career to step out and offer himself in this way and prepare himself to help other people prepare people who will be prepared, you know, on down the list. My wife and uh, people like Mark, the two Marks that you met here. People like Paul Truman, you know, his, uh, his parents who are part of this church, who uh, had already a viable ministry, but came back to us because he said, I, I want to go deeper. I, I'm faced with real challenges out there, and I need to be as well prepared as I possibly can be for what I'm dealing with out there. Uh, people like a, a man named Donald, who came to me a few weeks ago. Donald is a lawyer from Honduras, a young man who had a successful law career in that country and loved Jesus. And out of that love for Jesus and the success of his career, he decided to, on his own expense, start a television program so that he could share the gospel to his nation. He did such an effective job with it that people noticed. In fact, the local mafia got upset about it and chased him out of the country. It's like a, a Book of Acts kind of story. He ended up here in British Columbia. 
be connected with our folks at uh, our sister church in Richmond, Richmond Baptist Church. He began a series of Bible studies and, and, uh, and, and gospel meetings with other refugees in that region. And now he's coming to us. He's going to be a part of the Immerse program that we just showed you on the video because we believe together the church, his pastor, he himself, his family, ourselves, we all believe that together we can help him maximize his calling and be as effective as he can possibly be for the good of the gospel and the good of the kingdom. And I love those kinds of stories. I could go on for hours telling you story after story after story about individual people, not professionals, not people who ever saw themselves that way, but people who heard the call of God in their lives and said, I need to be prepared for this. The word of God needs to go forth. The kingdom needs to prosper. And it will only prosper through people prepared as God gives them power as God leads and directs them, and as they prepare themselves and are themselves prepared to step out and offer themselves in service to the gospel. This isn't career college. This isn't job training. This is a calling. This is worship. This is what you do when you live in the world and you have to have an answer. This is what you do when you've read the scriptures and been smitten by them and have to have an outlet. This is what happens when you really, truly meet God and want to give everything you have in his service. This is what happens when you care about the kingdom and want to respond to the charge, understanding that the kingdom prospers through people prepared. I spent a couple of minutes with a person like that just a week or so ago on her deathbed. Some of you might know her. Her name is Janet Anderson. She's still with us, but just barely. And I was able to thank her for her years of service to our movement, to, to the work of God in this part of the, the world, the, the, the work of Camp Qantas. Many of you will know her through that work. I know her more directly through her 20 years of service to our seminary board of governors and about the five years that she spent directing our chaplaincy program, actually initiating our chaplaincy program, and the influence that she has had on many, many students. And I was able to stand with her as she lay on her bed, barely, barely coherent. And I, I, I said to her, well, I just thanked her. Thanked her for all she had done the encouragement she'd been to so many, the work she had offered, the legacy she had left. And she just said to me, if anything you're saying is true, then I, then I just thank Jesus. And, you know, that's what we're looking for, right? People like that. People who give themselves. And she was a successful woman, a businesswoman. Mid-career, she went and retrained herself, you know, as through, through seminary education and took on a whole new level of ministry in her life, kind of like my wife has done and so many others. You could do the same. Maybe God's speaking to you. Maybe he has an opportunity for you that you had never imagined before. Not that what you're doing right now doesn't matter. Not that what you're doing right now doesn't count. It does. But maybe there's more. Maybe God's speaking to you right now. 
And you're realizing that you need to prepare yourself more fully. So, you know, jump to it. We've got all kinds of ways we can help you. We can help you be a better home group leader. You know, if you show up for one of our weekend instructional seminars, you can take a week-long course. You can take an online course. You can do a whole program. You can jump into our immersive thing. You can prepare yourself so that the kingdom prospers. You can support others who are... We have a student sponsorship, student sponsorship fund that Ron can tell you all about and help you with. We're looking for people, many people, who will give $50 a month in support of our students. Maybe that's a way that you can help prepare others for the purposes of the kingdom. Maybe you just need to be prepared wherever you are and with whatever you have right now to step up in this troubled world and offer the truth of the gospel as it's been made known to you. Because the kingdom prospers as people prepared preach the word.